which standing by the federal environment minister Stephen Gubo holding a news conference in Toronto where he's going to outline the regulations for the federal government's mandate for electric vehicles They're technically zero emission vehicles which would or could include hydrogen vehicles but primarily we're talking about electric vehicles that by 2035 uh, the government's going to require that 100 percent 100% of all new vehicles sold in Canada be zero emission vehicles. And there's some uh, stages along the way, some targets that are going to have to be met, including one that's coming up pretty quick in 2026. So, look, we, we've certainly seen a shift in the direction of electrification, including uh, when it comes to vehicles. And electric vehicles are a growing percentage of the vehicles sold in Canada each year. But is this going too far? in terms of an ambitious target and, and one that's out of step with what's happening south of the border. So what does this mean for Canada's industry, for Canada's competitiveness? We'll see what the regulations look like in a few minutes here. But joining us for some thoughts, very pleased to welcome to the program, Brian Kingston, president of the Canadian Vehicle Manufacturers Association. Brian, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on. I mean, we already kind of knew these targets. So what, what are you going to be watching for today in terms of what the regulations are, are going to stipulate? Yeah, we knew that this was coming, but we were hoping that the federal government would announce additional supports to help Canadians make this switch. This is a very ambitious target. Automakers are committed to it. You're seeing more and more electric vehicles in the market right now. But there are real challenges, including on the affordability side, given mm-hmm. the price gap between gas-powered vehicles and uh, and uh, electric vehicles, as well as huge charging infrastructure issues. And so mandating what Canadians can and can't buy isn't the right approach. We need to help them switch, not tell them what vehicles they should be driving. Yeah, this is a tricky way to do this. I don't know if there's been anything comparable in the past in terms of these kinds of requirements. So what does that mean then when we talk about the industry on the manufacturing side and down to the retail side, when the government's saying, you know, 20% to start with eventually getting to 100%, how are we going to implement that? This has real uh, challenges and creates real challenges for uh, the automotive industry and, and the manufacturing footprint that we have here in Canada. This industry has been uh, based on the fact that we align with the United States of America. Since the 1960s, we have had aligned regulations with the U.S., and that's what helps us attract investment into this country. And the U.S. is moving forward with emission standards. They tighten the emission standards on vehicles. They then leave it to the market to innovate and come up with ways to introduce new technologies, reduce emissions, um, and ultimately uh, grow the industry. So we've been calling on government to continue to work with the Americans. Don't mm-hmm. go forward with a specific Canada unique ZEV mandate, which will decouple us from the North American market. And that's got implications, as you mentioned, given how integrated the market is. If we've got different regulatory regimes or different mandates or targets in both countries, what, what does that mean? Well, exactly. I mean, it's, it's always a challenge to attract new automotive investment into Canada. The default is to put that type of investment in the United States. But what makes us competitive is that we've had this long-standing understanding of the integrated nature of the industry. We have things like the United States, Mexico, Canada trade agreement, which keeps us integrated with the U.S. And so this is a new approach, and I think it's a dangerous approach, given the foundation of this industry. We will get to the same emissions reduction objectives as the United States and align with what the federal government has set out if we just continue to focus on integrating that industry throughout North America. 
Yeah, you know, when this comes up, and and we hear it anecdotally from our audience, we see it reflected in in other research that, you know, for those who are hesitant about electric vehicles, there's concern over cost, there's concern over reliability, you know, in in Canadian winters. There's just, you know, the the choice that's out there. What kind of choice do they have for electric vehicles? So, and, and, you know, charging stations, all of that. So instead of government just saying, well, you know, you're going to have to buy one anyway, I think this is kind of what you're getting at, Brian. Why don't we make it easier and easier choice for Canadians. How do we do that? Well, this is it. I mean, we're seeing more and more models in the market that will meet the needs of every Canadian. In North America and in Canada, uh, we love to drive larger vehicles, pickup trucks and SUVs. And so you're seeing electrified versions of those coming into the market. They have ranges that are comparable to a gas-powered vehicle. But the reality is we are in a transition phase and the cost of this technology is higher than the traditional gas-powered vehicle. So we have to help offset that cost if you want to get more Canadians making the switch. And then for people that are concerned about the convenience, we have to give them widespread charging infrastructure. Not everybody has the ability to put a charger at their home. So they're going to need public charging infrastructure, widely available, fast, Without that, it will be very hard to convince all Canadians to make this switch. And I wish the government would take that approach. Let's help people make this transition. Don't force them into it. How frustrating is it that, you know, we've been talking about this for months and you've had the opportunity and others in industry to try to lay all of this out to the government. And and after all of these months and all of this consultation, like nothing has changed. It's, It's the same targets, the same approach. It's very frustrating, and it's it's particularly frustrating because the government continues to point to EV inventories as the reason for doing this regulation. And, you know, that's frankly uh, an outdated perspective. We have more models in the market than ever. Inventories of electric vehicles have increased 146% year over year as of November. So if you want an electric vehicle, you can get one. We don't need a regulation to guarantee that. And what makes this even more frustrating is the fact that the government isn't able to achieve its own target. They have said that 80% of the federal fleet should be electric by 2030. Today, less than 3% of the federal fleet is electric. So rather than telling Canadians what to do, I'd like to see the federal government actually lead on this, show that they can electrify and effectively lead the charge here as opposed to mandating Canadian consumers. On the competitiveness side, what what are your worries about you know, what the consequences could be for Canadian competitiveness here? Well, look, this will make it more challenging to attract investment into the Canadian market because this is a very costly regulation. It's also completely misaligned across Canada. We now have EV mandates in British Columbia and in Quebec, and now you're going to add a federal mandate on top of that. So, you know, we talk a lot about creating a common internal Canadian market and addressing internal trade barriers. And then the federal government goes ahead with this this completely misaligned policy, which makes it very challenging to do business in this country. So I, I just think it's it's the wrong signal to send to automakers when we have such a compelling case for Canada because of our critical mineral supply, because of the fact that we have five OEMs here, we could be leading in this transition. And I worry that this sends the wrong message. Well, we'll see what the minister has to say. Looks like he'll be speaking in a few minutes here. Uh, Much more at cvma.ca. Brian, thanks so much for joining us here this morning. Appreciate it.